Kyle Brandt's Basement is brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook. A lot of sap in here. Looks great. A little full. A lot of sap. Welcome, Kyle Brandt's Basement. I got my uh, my Christmas tree today. The family Christmas tree went out. We go to one of these places out here. You drive an hour out. And you you get a saw and you actually cut the thing down on the full Griswold. Just saying the lines constantly. Dad, that wouldn't fit in our yard. It's not going in our yard, Russ. It's going in our living room, which is where I spent most of my afternoon. Hopefully, you did too, watching a great, great week 13 of NFL action. Let's just get right into it, guys. We have all these things to get to. We have to do our podium, third place, second place, first place, who won the day, who lost the day, all our awards, all that stuff. Let's going to do it right now. Third place on the week 13. Oh, I'm rubbing my hands together just trying to dive into this action. I feel like Uncle Scrooge. Third place on the... Kyle Brandt's basement podium. This this team did great. Not as good to not good enough to have second place or first place, third place. We go to the Packers. The Packers. The five and eight Packers actually got a win. If you thought that the Packers were going to lose that game in Soldier Field today, you don't know a lot about Bears-Packers in the last 20, 30 years. There's no way they were going to lose that game. There's no way. The Bears weren't going to win the game. The Bears were up early. And the, the Soldier Field, the... Fans, let's call them fans. These are some of my, my brethren, my Chicagoans, were chanting Packers suck in the stadium. You know what the thing is? The Packers do suck. They're terrible. They haven't been able to beat anybody, but they still beat you guys because that's what they do. There's, a, there's always this fun little moment when Bears fans think that they're going to beat Rodgers and it never works out. Never. It just doesn't go that way. Justin Fields is running around. Oh, it's the future with changing of the guard. It's not happening. Not happening until he leaves, which he might. And it's fascinating what happened after the game. They come back from behind and they win and they make the two-point conversion to just seal it. And Rodgers salutes the stands and he says the same crap he always says about, oh, yeah, I just, I, I just really love these fans here. Just great fans. We've had a lot of great, great battles over the years. Have you? What great battles? What are you talking about? You're talking about 10, 12, 15 years ago? It's never great battles. He always tries to butter up the Chicago fans. It's such BS. But then afterwards, you know, he was asked, like, oh, my God, this Christian Watson guy is insane. He's putting up Randy Moss rookie numbers. He scores every week, and he usually scores twice. scored twice today. And then Rodgers is reflecting about, you know, how something like that is something he'll take him into consideration about whether he wants to come back next year. Here's more importantly, never mind all the Rodgers stuff. We'll talk about that in months from now. The Packers won. They're not mathematically eliminated. So all the Nudniks who were saying, I think you bring out Jordan Love against the Bears and see what he's got. No, you don't do that. I sat here right here in, this, in the basement and said, stop. Rodgers is going to beat the Bears. I don't care how many games in a row they've lost. They're going to beat the Bears. And they did. And now they go into a bye. And he has two weeks vacation to rest his thumb and rest his ribs and do whatever the hell he wants to do. Then he comes back. You know who they play out of the bye? They play the piece of crap Rams who can't beat anybody. They, beat, they, they play the Rams. They'll beat the Rams. Then they're going to be 6-8. and eight, And they got to win a few games. Then go to the playoffs. It'll be the most glorious run of his entire career. And then they get waxed in the wild card round. Fine. Then they're out of here. That's why you don't play Jordan Love until they're out. Math. Not optics. Not sound bites. Not touchdowns, interceptions. Mathematical elimination. Meaning the Packers win the rest of their games still miss the playoffs. That's when you go to Jordan Love, tough guy. That's when. See the Packers in two weeks. Right now. Do what they do. They beat the Bears. They're in third place in the Kyle Brandt Space and Podium. Second place. Bengals beat, defeat the Chiefs. The Bengals. Who day? 
Who day the team that beats the Chiefs every time they play them? Now listen, you can beat the Chiefs. Chiefs are human. If they're cut, they bleed. You can even beat them a second time, three times in a row. Let me tell you something about the Kansas City Chiefs. Now I'm not calling them loser of the day or anything like that, but uh, I think I saw that, uh, what was Jim Nance? Jim Nance had this, I wanna get, make sure I get this right, because it was an elegant, beautiful, all right, go back to November of last year, November of the 2021 season. The Kansas City Chiefs are 20 and two against every team in the league. That includes playoffs, 20 and two. They're 0 and three against the Bengals. 20 and two against everybody, 0 and three against Cincinnati. It was an awesome win. That last throw, did you see the last throw the Burrow hit to T. Higgins right over the middle? I think it was a third and 11. Perfect throw, perfect catch. See you later. Take a knee, take a knee, get off my field. It's pretty awesome. It's really cool, actually, because the Mahomes domination is amazing. The fact that they host the AFC title game every year and that the AFC title game is the AFC Invitational is fascinating and it's fun and it's pure dominance. They don't always win the title game, but they always host it. We got something here. And I'll beg the, I'll ask the question. This question is going to be going around everywhere. We do the Take Buffet at the end of the Sunday night show. Question tomorrow is going to be, especially with what happened to the Dolphins and with Buffalo not playing today, Cincinnati the best team in the AFC? Name a better team for sure that you know they're better than Cincinnati. Right now, I don't care what happened to Cincinnati did in September, October, who's playing better than Cincinnati. They started 0-2, and look at them now. Woo! 8-4. and four. They go and they beat the Chiefs again. It's tough to beat the Chiefs. Now, Buffalo beat the Chiefs for sure. What, six weeks ago or something? And we'll see. But these AFC playoffs are starting to take shape, man. Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Miami. Who the hell else knows? Who else knows? I don't know. But Cincinnati was great, the fact that they did that. Because that was this is supposed to be the game where, well, Mahomes has heard enough of this. He's getting tired of these questions about why does he always lose to Burrow. He only lost to him two times. Let's not make pretend like it's 30 times. No, now it's three times. That's, this was supposed to be the Mahomes reckoning. It did not happen. I think Burrow was better. He was clutcher, and he's got the ball late, and he finished that thing. It was awesome. Bengals, number two on the podium. Welcome. How do you beat the Bengals on today's day? I think the game of the day. How do you beat better than Bengals Chiefs? Niners Dolphins. You know who's number one on the podium? Number one on the Kyle Brandt based podium? San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco 49ers. If I were to tell you right now, okay, let's do the blind item. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo gets knocked out of the game early, and the quarterback who replaces him was literally the last pick in the draft. That's not great, Gene. Not great at all. Also, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, the Dolphins score a, what was it, 75-yard touchdown on the first play from scrimmage on the first bleeping play they do that little two of misdirection thing, quick pass, gone. It's over. So Jeremy's getting knocked out. Dolphins are going to score on the first play. You think, oh, my God, the Dolphins are going to kill him. It's going to be 30 to 10. No, the Dolphins lost. That's how good the Niners are. Niners couldn't have given a damn that Jimmy got knocked out. The Niners D just keeps on playing, keeps on rocking. Couldn't have given a damn that they gave up a massive strike on the first play of the game. Kept going. Like, we will rally behind Brock Purdy. Did you watch this game? Have you been following on social? Do you know that a guy was playing quarterback for the Niners today named Brock Purdy? And he's Mr. Irrelevant. That's, it's going to be talked about all day tomorrow. Mr. Irrelevant. Now, if for some reason you don't know, Mr. Irrelevant is a nickname they give to the last player taken in the draft. You probably know that. I'm probably patronizing you by telling you. Side note, my opinion, Mr. Irrelevant has for years gets this massive to-do and he wins prizes and he has a parade and he goes to California and there's a there's a literally a regatta of or, uh, like a boat deal about Mr. Irrelevant. It's not irrelevant at all. The real Mr. Irrelevant is the person picked second to last in the draft every year because nobody cares about them. Nobody remembers them. They get no regatta. They get no trip to California. They just get a trip to training camp and they probably get cut. 
That's the real Mr. Relevant. But for today's purposes, Brock Purdy, 2022. This is a rookie pick number 262. Shout out to 261, whoever he was. Michael Flynn, tell me who was pick number 261 in this year's draft. I just want to give them five seconds just because I want to acknowledge them. Who was 261? Let me know. Pick 262 out of Iowa State was playing quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers today. Joe Montana, Steve Young, Brock Purdy. Yeah. Um, he becomes the first Mr. Irrelevant to ever throw a pass in the NFL. There's been others. They've been on rosters. They've been in practice squads, things like that. No one's ever got on the field to throw a pass. Brock Purdy did it. You want to hear this? You know who's 261 in the draft this year? Michigan State offensive tackle A.J. Arcuri. A.J. got drafted by the Rams, 261. You're sitting there, you're like, you hope the phone rings, you hope the phone rings. Oh my God, my agent says the Rams are going to call me. Maybe I'll be Mr. Rowland. I guess that would be kind of cool. 261. It's like, you know how the radio station used to do like, we're going to give tickets away to Smash Mouth to our 100th caller. And they pick up like 98, 99. Am I 100th caller? No, you're 99. You lose. No Smash Mouth for you. That's A.J. Arcuri. Who knew I was going to talk about him tonight? I'm talking about him because of Brock Purdy, who came in and was just kind of not rattled at all. They're rolling him out on third and short, fourth and short. He's completing clutch passes. He's hitting Kittle on this pinpoint pass where Kittle got to the sticks in the waning moments when the Dolphins' offense was just dying to get the ball back. Brock Purdy. He's from Queen Creek, Arizona. If you, like many of us here, here's the depth of our staff. We have people here on staff who went to the Queen Creek, Arizona Wikipedia page. And if you go to Queen Creek, Arizona's Wikipedia page, there's that tab for notable person. Not notable people. Notable person. You're like, who the hell is so notable from Queen Creek, Arizona? Click. It's Brock Birdie. He's there. That's They're very proud of him. And they should be because he just beat the Miami Dolphins who looked like they were, I don't know, the best team in football. And they beat him. And they beat him with their backup quarterback after giving up Seven points just saying, take it, screw it. We'll, we'll start the game down seven. Pretty awesome. San Francisco 49ers, love you. Next week, you know who they host? The Buccaneers. We're supposed to get Jimmy versus Brady. That sounds exciting. They used to be a teammates. They used to be teammates. I think Brady had Jimmy traded. I think he didn't want him around. He was like the hot pool boy who was around your wife. Get him out of here. I don't like that guy around here. I think that all happened back in the day. We may instead get the incredible matchup of Tom Brady versus Brock Purdy. Pick 199. Versus pick 262. We'll find out, though. The Niners, number one on the podium. Who lost the day? Who lost the day? I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because they're not worthy of it. Oh, my Christ. Could the Chargers ever just be an adult? Can't they be a grown-up for once in my life? The Chargers lost today. Last week, I was talking about them being the welcome to the table, placed at the table team. No, they lost to the Raiders, and they're just sitting there right on that big, fat Chargers sign of 6-6. Six and six. We're 6-6. Six and six. Why? Because we're the Chargers. We have great players. We have great uniforms. We're very talented. We get a lot of hype because we're in Los Angeles now, and the NFL Network is located directly next to our stadium, so a lot of people picked us to not only do well this year, to go to the Super Bowl, to win the Super Bowl, and we're 6-6, six and six, and we just lost to the Josh McDaniels Raiders. Oh! Oh, no. This just in. This is bad. This just into Kyle Brandt's basement. Kyle Shanahan... Via Adam Schefter says that Jimmy G has a broken foot. Oh, all right. Damn. So I've been talking a lot that I think the title game in the NFC is going to be Niners Eagles. I'm just learning this in real time. 
And I think the Niners could win the Super Bowl this year. They might beat the Eagles. They're just so good. And now it gets really complicated. Hmm. So Trey Lance breaks his leg. Jimmy Garoppolo breaks his foot. And now they're going... This is the story of the week, guys. This is the big... We are looking at it right now, eyeball to eyeball. Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to hear all about this guy, what he's like. There's going to be more sections to his Wikipedia added. We're going to go deep dives on the Mr. Irrelevant history. Can this guy carry him? You're going to hear Kittle say, yeah, he's great. We love playing him out there. Didn't miss a beat. There's going to be talks of should the Niners add somebody? <laughs> should they sign someone off the street who may be better equipped? I don't know the timeline with Jimmy, but broken foot. I mean, that's 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 it. I, I, it's December. It's over. Um, yeah, he's done. He's out for the season. Wow, what a gut punch. I'm disappointed. I really like San Francisco, and I love the story of Jimmy coming back. Oh, this is so big. He may never play for the Niners again. That might be it. You know, part of the reason they were so loath to maybe make themselves in the Jimmy business for years to come is the guy got hurt a lot. He was limited as a player, but he was just one of these guys who had the bad injury luck and... You know, I don't like to blame guys a lot for getting hurt, but sometimes they just are in the wrong place at the wrong time. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is weak or out of shape or lazy or has fragile bones. Just bad luck, man. Wow. This is a story for the rest of the season, a story for the offseason. And then what happens to the Niners now? Is this, can this guy play? I mean, I can't imagine they're going to win a couple of playoff games with Brock Purdy. I hope I'm wrong. He did look good today, but yeesh. That's a massive injury. We're talking about the starting quarterback of a team, a top five team, a team that easily could have get to the Super Bowl and is gone. I hate to say it like this because it's callous, but it's good news for Philadelphia uh, as far as facing the Niners in the playoffs. Um, other teams that could face them in the playoffs, you're talking about Seattle, Dallas, the Commanders, the Giants. Who, this is a big, big deal. The Niners, I, I just thought were a juggernaut, and now we'll see what this guy's got. Jimmy G, broken foot, out for the season, done. Brock Purdy is a rookie, drafted last in the in the seventh round this year. That's big. That's really big. Uh, let's take a breath and move on to uh, our hardware. Let's give out some more. Let's go, Jimmy. Sorry, man. Love you. Do you have ambitious hiring goals for the last quarter of 2022? With a powerful hiring partner, big goals are no big deal. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to sponsor your job post at Indeed.com basement. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com basement. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, I'm going to take a deep breath. I cover football for a living, and uh, I'm not someone who, like, starts to, you know, go down on the fetal position and cry because my team lost or something, but it's, I care about the, this stuff a lot, and that's a huge deal in what we do, and Jimmy's a good guy, and this was a great story. I'm pissed off and disappointed. I feel bad for him. I feel bad for Shanahan, who's watched two straight quarterbacks break their bones, and that he has a Super Bowl roster, and they could win the whole thing, and... 
now. Jeez, what am I going to do now? All right, let's try to cheer ourselves up. Let's do the Karen Hill, why did you do that coaching decision of the day? Why did you do that? Why? Why did you do that, Karen? As we say every week, the reason she did it, Henry, is because they would have found it. Uh, Brian Dayball, New York Giants head coach, they tied today. What an annoying game. I hate ties. I hate that stupid third number in the record. I hate how it complicates the playoff scenario. I hate that it's just messy. It's gross. I don't like them. 20 to 20, the Commanders and the Giants tie. So disappointed in my Commanders. I thought they had it. I say my Commanders. I've just come to kind of like the Commanders this year a lot. I like that they don't lose. Brian Dable decide to punt on fourth and three from the other team's 45-yard line with less than two minutes left in overtime. He played for the tie. Again, it's 20 to 20, fourth and three. You're on the other team's 45. You have a minute 42 left in overtime and you punt. You're just saying we're not getting the ball back, so we'll tie. We, I, don't, I don't know if we're going to get this fourth and three. Why would you do that? Get it. The team's struggling. You need a win. Are you satisfied with the non-loss? What do you say to the team after that game? Guys, we fought real hard and we didn't lose. So we, no loss here today, guys. Great. Why would we punt there? You didn't, that's a strange decision. I would think that the way this season is going, especially for the Giants, things are kind of getting away from them. And you really need a win. And remember, I mean, geez, this is the guy, Brian Dable, way back week one when they went for it at the end of the game and he got so much uh, adulation and support and credit and street cred for going for it. And it's a strange decision to punt. And then they end up tying. The Take a Lap Award, we're going to combine. We're going to have a crossover episode. Like uh, Murder, She Wrote, Magnum P.I. once had a crossover episode and Tom Selleck and Angela Lansbury are hanging out on screen together. You can Google it. It's very strange. Uh, Take a Lap is going to have a crossover episode with the Phil Luckett call of the day. And we're back to Giants Commanders. Uh, Big John Feliciano, Giants center, gets flagged for taunting. And you're already annoyed and so am I. There's few things as annoying as taunting. It's worse than the roughing the passer calls. Six minutes left. Giants are up 20 to 13. Big win for the Giants. Really could have used this one. Giants center runs up after a play, after a catch by Darius Slayton. And he does the double bicep, like right as the play is kind of wrapping up and it's over and they're getting up and starting to go back to the huddle. He runs over, does the double bicep. The refs flag him for taunting because they thought he was doing it at one of the commander's players. It moves the Giants out of field goal range and then eventually they don't get any points and the commanders end up tying the game. It was a massive penalty. If you're watching that game, the 15 yards there was huge, huge. I think it cost them the game. I really do. I think they would have won that game if he doesn't do that. And if you get into the video you're going to see tomorrow, it's just sloppy as hell. Feliciano says that he was trying to celebrate with Slayton. He was saying like, that's my guy, your strength, you got the gun show, great play. But he did it so terribly, he runs over late and... His guy, Slayton, is kind of in a crowd of three commanders who are tackling him. So when you watch the replay, it does look like he's running up to the commanders and flexing on them. So that's one conversation that it looks like he was doing it. Why is a lineman running up late to the play and doing the stupid corny double biceps at his player? Well, he's trying to congratulate his guy and it's an emotional moment. Maybe he chills out a little bit. The other part of it was these taunting penalties. Um, I was thinking about this. He, uh, this happened one score game 
under six minutes left in the fourth quarter, you got to call that. You're, you're an official and you're right there and you're like, you feel like you really need to police that. It's so frustrating because I think there is such a disconnect between the people who are the officials and the players. There's about a 30, 40 year age difference sometime. There's certainly a background difference. There's a race difference often. Like sometimes I feel like they don't even know what they're doing, like to congratulate or to allegedly taunt or to run over. And this is a young man who's typing his teammate. No, he's, he's disrespecting the opponent. No, he's not. And unless you're just so, so, so sure that he's doing that, maybe don't call it. You know, I, I don't think you're going to get a lot of blowback from the commanders about, hey, how do you not call that taunting? He was flexing in the vicinity of our players. Just don't call it. You got to be so sure in the game situation, especially in two rivalry teams in the fourth quarter. It's so annoying. And there'll be some pool report that they thought he was flexing on the player. Feliciano shouldn't have done it, but at least you can identify with the emotion of it. He's trying to hype up his teammate. I like a lineman running up after the play. Unless you're positive he was being a jerk. Don't do it. Uh, let's do the River Craycraft Fantasy Thief. That's always fun. We love River Craycraft. He took the loss today for the Dolphins, but he had a fantasy touchdown earlier in the season. It just killed everybody because he's on nobody's roster. So we named the award after him. Today, Bengals. They're in the ends. They're getting the red zone. They're going to score. We got Chase. We got Higgins. Samaje Pirine, my guy. Somebody just give us the touchdown in our fantasy matchup because we're here like it's a playoff time. And who gets the touchdown from Joe Burrow? It's Bengals running back Chris Evans. Chris Evans is his name, like Captain America. Uh, he has an eight-yard receiving touchdown. Just pisses everybody off. Everybody. He's a 2021 Bengals sixth-round draft pick out of Michigan. There's a funny fact about him that he grew up an Ohio State fan and then Harbaugh recruited him, he went to Michigan and go blue and all that stuff. But that's not helping me right now, a stupid fun fact. It helping me is that I have Samaj P. Run on my fantasy team. You might have T. Higgins. You might have Jamar Chase. And you know who you don't have? You don't have Chris Evans. Great actor. I liked him in that, the hell's that icebreaker movie with the train going through the snow? I like that movie. It's a good movie. I used to see Chris Evans at the gym. Uh, I used to work out at a Bally Fitness on Ventura in Studio City in the early 2000s. And this is when Chris Evans was doing like not a teen movie and probably just around the time he was in the Fantastic Four movies. And he would just go to the Bally's and work out. And I was like, oh, I know who that guy is because, you know, I'm good at identifying people who are in movies. And he was just jacked, you know, like you would think. And just he was, I remember he was sitting there on the incline bench, and he was doing like the bicep curl on the incline and like really hitting it hard. I was like, that guy's going places. Next thing I know is bleeping Captain America. I also didn't know there was a player on the Bengals after his name. Snowpiercer is the name of that movie. That's a cool movie. Uh, it's a whole uh, commentary on social class and everything, but the visuals are really cool. The R.I.P. My Dog, Tony Stark. R.I.P. My Dog, Tony Stark. Sean McCoy tweeted that. Uh, it's perfectly ties together. Chris Evans, Avengers. Sean McCoy saw an early screening of the last Avengers movie, was the biggest movie of all time, and tweeted the entire world that Tony Stark dies at the end. <laughs> Cracks me up every time. Love you, LaShawn. The RIP My Dog Tony Stark player tweet of the day. This kind of is a story. Let me see how good my storytelling skills are. All right, it goes to Josh Allen. It does, because Scott Hansen on Red Zone shouted out Josh Allen at home, but calls him Jared Allen. Why would he call Josh Allen Jared Allen? Because that wily old Scott Hansen was just busting chops. Allen responded. Let's get into this. Our guy, Josh Allen, responds by saying, with the tweet, with the tweet of the day, 
He responds, touche at Scott Hansen. I deserve that one. And then an emoji of a guy who's sweating or laughing. I don't know what it is. But so Josh, who doesn't tweet a ton, tweets at Scott Hansen and says, touche, I deserve that one. What was he talking about? So you might remember way back on this show, it actually originates in the basement here, way back in week eight, Josh had been coming off the bye week. He had a mustache at the time. He spent his bye week in California, but he was back home. And we were talking to him about, hey, you know, you're on the bye. Do you watch football? And uh, he uh, misspoke. And that's our origin story. Go ahead. I know Chris Hansen shouted me out. That was pretty cool. Um, or Scott, Scott yeah, Hansen, not Chris Hansen. Oh, no. Was it Chris, Chris Hansen Hansen's to catch a predator. Okay, yes, Scott Hansen. Oh, man, that's... <laughs> Scott Hansen shouted me out. Yeah. <laughs> so Josh was kind of embarrassed because, you know, he's a nice guy. He doesn't want to mispronounce somebody's name. And so Scott saw it. Scott's the red zone guy. And then months later now, called Josh Allen, Jared Allen. <laughs> and then Josh said, touche, touche. But as I told Josh at the time, that happens all the time to Scott and Chris Hansen. They're called the opposite names. You know Chris Hansen. The... Why don't you have a seat right there? I've got the chat transcript right in front of me. You go by the screen name, Naughty Toddy 3569. You know, like, I just catch Predator, one of my favorite shows in TV history. This happens so much between Scott Hansen and Chris Hansen that um, not terribly long ago, a couple of years ago, Scott paid or, you know, hired Chris Hansen on Cameo to set the record straight. I'm about to bring you a clip of To Catch a Predator Chris Hansen guy explaining why he and Scott Hansen from Red Zone on NFL Network are not the same people. Go ahead, Chris Hansen. Scott Hansen has asked me to tell you that he isn't me, and I'm not him. I'm to catch a predator guy, he's to catch a touchdown pass guy. That's Scott Hansen. Right. I'm Chris Hansen. Do you get it? Watch Scott on NFL Red Zone for football. He's the best. I'll see you soon. He is, and so is to catch a predator. Two, I got to move on, but two quick nuances I love it to catch a predator. One, when he comes out and the perp is there and just freaking out and lying and all that, and I like when, and these are only Chris Hansen uh, little bits. There's other parts of the show I like, but this is the Chris Hansen bits. They'll say to they'll the person will come out and they'll say to Chris Hansen like, "Who are you?" Or sometimes they'll be like, "Are are you her father? Who are you?" And he always goes. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> so first he hits him with, why don't you have a seat right there? And they ask who he is. He goes, we'll get to that in a minute. And then the other one, inevitably they'll say, um, uh, am I going to get in trouble for this? And Chris Hansen will always go, oh, that's not up to me. <laughs> 20 seconds later, they're gang tackled in the driveway or the garage and just dragged off. And it's quite a television show. I don't know how, how well it's aged. Highly controversial, but damn, sometimes I go down that wormhole on YouTube. Man, they caught a guy on back-to-back days <laughs> twice. Anyway, that's Chris Hansen, and our guy Josh Allen gets the player tweet of the day for closing the loop on the Chris Scott Hansen confusion. Maybe we'll bring it up on Tuesday when Josh stops by. Uh, we have the I Ain't Got Time to Bleed line of the week. We always take our line of the week inspirations from, uh, usually it's a Schwarzenegger or Stallone movie. In this case, it is a Schwarzenegger movie that Josh Allen is watching for the film festival. He's going to watch Predator. Maybe he has already. But we'll go to former governor of Minnesota, Jesse, the body Ventura, in the middle of a gun battle, who uh, utters this iconic line. You're hit. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. 
Damn right you don't. And I ended up becoming the name, the title of Jesse Ventura's autobiography, I Ain't Got Time to Bleed. Just one of those things. And the I Ain't Got Time to Bleed line of the week goes to Packers running back, A.J. Dillon. So the Packers went to Green Bay today, got the win, come from behind. And A.J. Dillon announced that he and his wife were expecting their first child. Today, A.J. had 119 total yards and a rushing touchdown. And he had this to say afterwards. I've not seen it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a real thing? Yeah, it's true. It's a real thing. I already had the ball strength, uh-huh. and now the uh, dad strength is slowly starting to set in. John's been telling me about it. <laughs> okay, so if you couldn't hear that, <laughs> that's AJ Dillon wearing, which I assume is um, Aaron Jones' sombrero. Aaron Jones wears a sombrero. He's from El Paso. He was eating a giant bag of Skittles. And he was talking about strength. And he said, I already had the bald strength, because he's bald. Now the dad strength is setting in. That's great. That's great. I, I, and listen, it is a real thing. Uh, I displayed the dad strength today. I told you I went to the Christmas tree lot. A, cut it down with this terrible, rusty old, I, I don't know what, is it a hacksaw? Some kind of saw. Difficult to use. But I was starting to sweat, and I got through it. And then when you knock the tree over, and you actually do yell timber, which is very satisfying, you have to pick that thing up and, or drag it. And like it's, the dad strength comes out. It's not always just about carrying groceries in or installing car seats. It comes out when you need it. And in AJ Dillon's case, it was when he needed to beat the Bears. That we all knew what they were going to do. You guys really thought you were going to beat the Packers? It's not going to happen. AJ Dillon, I'm happy for you and uh, your wife, and I'm happy you got big yards today, and you have the dad strength. I'm not familiar with ball strength. Thank God I don't know what that is. Maybe I will soon. Um, but right now, the dad strength is real. The place at the table team. I'm excited about this one. Hold on. The Steve Latimer place at the table team goes to a team I am so excited to say. Steve Latimer, just introduce them properly, because I think their head coach is going to identify with this soundbite. Starting defense, place at the table. Damn right, it's the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions just destroyed the Jacksonville Jaguars, put up 40 points. There was like these few little inklings last week. Oh, maybe the Jaguars are good. They looked really impressive against Baltimore at the end, and they did. And then they got crushed by the Lions. Understand, the Lions' only loss in the last five weeks is to the Bills in a very, very close game on Thanksgiving that they were winning in the final minute before Josh did the 9.5 strength throw to Diggs over the middle and they got the field goal. But the Lions are good. This, this, they, they have put it together. They spent the first two months of the season putting up a lot of points, being awful on defense, having no idea to win a game. They know now. And they today, they know how to do it because they won by... I think it was 40 to 14. It was some crazy, crazy butt whooping. And um, I like this team now. I care about them. We started in the preseason with them with hard knocks, and they were a joke for two months. The Lions just embarrassed themselves over. They can play. They can. And they play a little defense, and the offense is really good, and they run the hell out of it, and they play the Vikings next week. Play the Vikings at home. If the Lions win this game, and it's a tall, tall order, the Vikings won again today, um, like the Lions could dance around and like maybe sniff into the NFC playoffs. They got to win a couple more games. They're, I mean, look, their record was just so terrible to start the season. I don't know what they were, 1-6 and six or something? They're 5-7 and seven now. They won 40-14. to 14. If you win four out of five games and Buffalo needs the, a miracle in the last 30 seconds of regulation to beat you, you get a place at the table. I like the Lions. I'm excited to watch Lions-Vikings this weekend. I haven't said that in a long time, probably since Barry Sanders, maybe Megatron, who knows? But I'm excited to watch Lions-Vikings. Oh, no, not this team. The Catherine Martin... 
Lotion on its skin team of the week. Ugh. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. What happened to the Rams? Now, before you start to say, oh, they all got injured. I know that. I know that. So you turn on the game today, which they lost. They don't have Aaron Donald. He missed the first game of his career. They don't have Matthew Stafford. They don't have Cooper Cup. All right. They are a three and nine team. Three and nine. And they were terrible long before they lost those guys. This season has never, ever worked for them. Crushed by the Bills week one opening night, and you turn on the games early on in the season. Stafford, Donald, Cup, Bobby Wagner, um, Allen Robinson, all, so many of these guys they had last year. I didn't expect them to win the Super Bowl again. I didn't expect them to get to the Super Bowl. Do you know they're the worst defending Super Bowl champ in NFL history, and it's not close? They're going to set the record. The record... In the, so some of the teams that were terrible. Um, the uh, the Broncos, 99 Broncos, finished 6-10. and 10. The 99 Broncos finished 6-10 and 10 because John Elway retired. That happens. That's very difficult when your quarterback is gone. Back-to-back Super Bowls, then six wins. They went 6-10. and 10. But I understand why. The, the Rams brought everybody back, except maybe Vaughn. But that's not the reason. So we're really sitting here, now that, they, now that everybody's hurt and they're done... I think they're going to maybe finish out like 3-14. and 14. Can you imagine that? And guess who has their pick? The Detroit Lions. Because of Jared Goff. That's true. Like, the Detroit Lions are going to get their top three pick, maybe. I don't see the Rams win another game. At best, maybe they win one game. They finish 4-13. and 13. The defending Super Bowl champs who hung a banner to start the season. They are in the basement rubbing lotion on its skin. I love you, McVay. I love you, Les Snead. I love all of them. Now it's just a disarray because everybody's hurt and not playing. But I, I don't understand what happened in September and October. This team just, it's never been worse for a team. Never been worse than a team defending the Super Bowl champion this bad. It's rough. Uh, but you know what's been great? Let's predict the future. Let's do what we call the Monday morning take buffet. Let's go. Tomorrow's take buffet is going to be one of the best of the whole year. A lot of Niners. You're going to hear the you're going to hear the name Kaepernick. Why not? He's going to come up. Every name is going to come up because you have this beautiful, perfectly constructed Super Bowl ready team, and you have Mr. Relevant at quarterback. Your starting quarterback got injured. The backup quarterback got injured, and now you got this guy. You just have some guy, and every single name under the sun who could play quarterback for them will be brought up. Now, they can't trade. You know, they can't go and trade for Colt McCoy. They can't go and trade for his insert backup here. Um, it's past the deadline. So you'd have to sign a free agent, someone who's just at home. And the guys who are good, I mean, I don't know what people are saying online yet because I've been talking to you guys. I'm not looking. But they can't just do this, right? Maybe they will. Look, I, I will say it again. He was really good today. What's his name? Bryce Petty? Purdy. <laughs> he was he was the last player taken in the draft. The entire final per Brock Purdy. <laughs> what did I just say? Bryce Petty. <laughs> I said Bryce Petty. His name's Brock Purdy. <laughs> I watched the game. I just don't. It's been like a half an hour since since I watched the end of it. Not Bryce Petty. Brock Purdy. Can you imagine him standing on the Super Bowl podium and the confetti is falling? And then they say, and we'd like to congratulate Super Bowl MVP Bryce Petty. <laughs> Dude, it's Brock Purdy. Um, 
Bryce Petty is a former Jets backup. I knew there was another Bryce Petty. <laughs> that cracked me up. Anyway, they're all gonna they're all gonna be out there. Get ready for Take Buffet on this show on Good Morning Football on First Take and all those shows. They're everywhere. Uh, the Bengals best team in the AFC. Bengals best team in the NFL. Is it Bengals Eagles Super Bowl? They're gonna be out there. Listen, you beat the Chiefs again. Again, it's not in the playoffs, but they did beat them in the playoffs. People like to say, oh, Buffalo beats them in the regular season. They can't beat them in the playoffs. Cincinnati can, and they did. Who's definitely better than Cincinnati right now? Definitely. Philly? Okay, maybe, maybe. You can't say San Francisco. You could try to say Buffalo. You can't say Kansas City. Cincinnati's good. They're really good. Uh, Joe Burrow should be in the MVP conversation. Sure. Why not? Mahomes, I guess, takes a step back. Tua definitely takes a step back. I don't really have a front runner. This is fun. We got another handful of games to decide it, and then we'll pick it out. The real Tua showed up. Oh, man. Yeah, there might be Tua critics. He got knocked around. You know, there was, there's going to be takes on the Dolphins about weather. They were already out last week. And I, I'm, actually, I'm not saying whether, whether or not they can win. I mean actual weather, W-E-A-T-H-E-R. Can they play in the cold, that type of thing? That's coming. Tua's going to get knocked around because people are getting sick of how easy they've had it. McDaniel might take some shots, too. The Ravens won't make the playoffs. The Ravens won today, but they barely... Lamar's out. He's got this knee injury that we don't think is serious. There's going to be a lot of reports on that tomorrow morning. They barely beat Denver. Like, barely. They almost lost to the Russell Wilson Denver Broncos experience. And the Ravens won't make playoffs. I'm, I'm giving up on this Ravens team. That will be a take tomorrow. Not mine, but it'll be out there. The Commanders or Giants? This is fascinating. That tie might keep one of them out of the playoffs. If the Giants don't make the playoffs because of a tie and they decided to punt in overtime, that's going to be rough, really rough, and it should be. Um, Titans will not be talked about. I thought the Titans were going to beat the Eagles. I look like a big, dumb idiot because that was my, my sweet upset pick of the week. They got crushed, just crushed by the Eagles, crushed. Titans, I'm, try- I'm trying. I'm trying to help you. Help me a little. That was bad. The Lions are going to make the playoffs. Already covered that. they got to beat Minnesota this week. If they lose to Minnesota, it's going to be really tough. Don't count out Rodgers and the Packers. Let's go! Now, the Rodgers and the Packers are going to go away for a while. I already said that. It's their bye week. Come back against the Rams. That's another bye week. They had their Bears this week. That's a third bye week. Three straight bye weeks. You can rest up pretty fast. And then lately, oh, this is a fun one. You know who's alive? You know who's doing a little bit of the Undertaker gift, that sit-up? The Raiders. That's right. It's going to be tough in the AFC, but you come tearing down the stretch. There's always this team that, like, they usually just miss the playoffs, but there's always one that, like, oh, man, if they were in the playoffs, they could really make some noise. They just were so bad early on in the season. It's like right now we have the Lions and the Raiders who just sucked for, like, two and a half months, and then all of a sudden now are playing really good football. The Raiders just don't make sense. How do you have Crosby and Jacobs and Devontae and, like, and not have more wins? It's amazing. Um... The Raiders play the Rams, the terrible, terrible Rams on Thursday night football, and we will cover it on Kyle Brand's basement. We cover everything, and thank you for coming in. Thank you, for guys. I got to go because the, the Sunday nighter's on. You don't miss Colts football in 2022. Yeah, uh, this is right. That does say Kyle Brand's basement. That's the where you guys are the viewers. You're the listeners. I love you. I'm Kyle. I got the Ernie McCracken going again. The Sundays are crazy in my house. I, I, I'm just dealing with a lot. I'm not as coiffed and as beautiful as I when I come in Monday through Thursday. But I will come in Monday. I'll try to be coiffed. Guys, uh, enjoy the week. Enjoy the football on Sunday night. And uh, thank you for coming into the basement. Talk to you soon. Later.